please pray with me. Gracious God, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. We are in the season of Advent. We light our Advent wreath, and together we sing, This year, let the day arrive when Christmas comes for everyone, everyone alive. Everyone? Both wolf and lamb? Leopard and baby goat? Lion and calf? Cow and bear? This picture is lovely when made into a painting entitled The Peaceable Kingdom. I imagine you have seen some of those images. But if you are the lamb being asked to lie down with that wolf, it might not sound so good. And even for the wolf being asked to refrain from eating that lamb, maybe that doesn't sound so good either. We lambs really prefer to stick with other lambs. We wolves really prefer to stay with our wolf pack. Where might you belong in this picture being painted for us by the words of the prophet Isaiah? Lamb or lion or leopard? Cow or kid or bear? And might you find yourself in a different place in this picture at different times in your life or when you are in a different setting? Do you want to change the shape of the social community in which you find yourself? While we talk about these diverse creatures who seem not to belong together, let's remember that we're not talking about good and bad. There are no good guys and bad guys in this picture. Only animals who have very different places in the natural order of things. If we make this a metaphor for human communities, the picture becomes more complicated. Sometimes people make choices that entrench roles and relationships that help create an unnatural order of things. People do things that are wrong. But remembering that lion and calf are simply who they are, neither bad nor good, might help us remember not to demonize humans either, despite where these humans might find themselves in a less-than-natural social order. I think that celebrating the life of Nelson Mandela and remembering the history of how apartheid in South Africa was dismantled might help us think about Isaiah's vision for the day when they will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. It's not yet time for Christmas. We are in that Advent space that is not yet Christmas. We are in that Advent space that is a time for waiting and wondering and preparing. But even in this space of not yet, we have some picture of what we are waiting for. We know that this is the season of anticipating Christmas. Christmas as both the occasion of that baby's birth so very long ago, and as the ways that God comes into our lives here and now. We've been here before, most of us, have seen this season of waiting and the celebration that follows. There are things we know about Christmas. To express this hope that Christmas comes for everyone doesn't mean, as I said last week, that we wish for toys and presents and turkey dinners and ornaments for everyone. 
We're not hoping for Santa Claus. These things are not Christmas, and they most especially are not the answer to our Advent longing. These things are not what we mean when we sing our hope that Christmas come for everyone. When we sing our hope that Christmas will come for everyone, we mean our hope for God to arrive, to touch everyone's life, because that is part of what Christmas means. We mean our hope that God might be embodied or incarnate, might somehow be more tangible for us, because that is part of what Christmas means. We mean that along with Mary, each one of us might partner with God to bring new life into our world, because that is part of what Christmas means. We sing, let the day arrive when Christmas comes for everyone, everyone alive. And our longing is that everyone might feel God's touch upon their lives, that everyone might sense God's presence as more embodied or tangible, that everyone might have the opportunity to partner with God to bring forth new life. Let Christmas come for everyone. This year in our Advent worship, we are focusing on the prophecies from Isaiah. Isaiah's prophecies speak about a future Messiah who will come to God's people. Christians later came to interpret Isaiah's words as being fulfilled in the coming of Jesus Christ. These readings from the Hebrew scriptures from the book of Isaiah are beautiful expressions of hope. It's easy to make these images of lion and calf or wolf and lamb into something sentimental. But I am inclined to think that the God our scripture describes, this God of righteousness who sees the plight of the poor and the meek, is not a sentimental God. And when we strip away the sentimentality of painted images of the peaceable kingdom, what is left can make us uneasy. Do we lambs want to lie down with wolves? Do we wolves want to lie down with lambs? Let's set aside the sentimental or romantic images and consider what does it take for predators and prey to come together? Again, predators cannot be labeled as bad and prey are not somehow good. But Isaiah does suggest that we can bring together these conflicted creatures in a vision of a new natural order. And humans cannot be easily nor accurately categorized as either predators or prey. For humans, it's much more complicated. But human structures and institutions create and reinforce hierarchies that often separate people into haves and have-nots, or separate people into the powerful and the disempowered. What does it take for people to come together across these kinds of differences, in the face of these kinds of hierarchies or structures. The truth is that our vulnerabilities are real. It makes good sense to want to protect ourselves. And the truth is that whatever power or privilege we have is real. It makes sense that we would want to continue to benefit from that. Most of us find ourselves sometimes lambs and sometimes wolves navigating the complexities of both those experiences. Do we lambs want to lie down with wolves? Do we wolves want to lie down with lambs? 
And what does it take for animals with these different places in the natural order of things to come together in ways we have not imagined? The world mourned the death of Nelson Mandela this week. How can we help but see him as a rare hero, an inspiring figure, a rare role model of hope and dignity and wisdom, a laborer for justice? Mandela seemed able to imagine a way to draw people together across differences etched by power and hierarchy. One of the remarkable things about him was that he didn't give in to hatred, even after decades of oppression and imprisonment. He didn't become hateful despite the plight of black South Africans. Mandela did not seek revenge for the mistreatment, injustice, and suffering he experienced. He wrote, As I walked out the door toward the gate that would lead to my freedom, I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I would still be in prison. He seemed able to imagine a different way. Mandela also said, If you want to make peace with your enemy, you have to work with your enemy. Then he becomes your partner. He famously invited one of his prison guards to be present for his inauguration as president. Perhaps when an enemy becomes a partner to work with, perhaps that is when the wolf can lie down with the lamb. One of the remarkable things that came out of the dismantling of apartheid was the Truth and Reconciliation Commissions. People have identified the imperfections of these commissions, but they still offer a glimpse of an alternative to how we normally see national and racial conflict or violence addressed. Perhaps confession and repentance are part of how the wolf learns to lie down with the lamb. What does it take for the wolf to lie down with the lamb? I think structures must be changed. The structures that create an order in which wolves and lambs find themselves. I think the wolf has to give up some of its real power. I think the wolf has to decide to follow a different way. And I think the lamb needs to become empowered, to draw on courage, to take risks. An organization called Men Can Stop Rape ran a decade-long ad campaign that said, My strength is not for hurting. That campaign envisions male strength in ways that go against a culture of sexism or sexual violence. The campaign offers an alternative vision of male strength. Part of the vision God has for God's reign is that we do come together across our differences. We do break down these structures of unnatural or natural orders and imagine a new way forward. Because Christmas isn't Christmas if it comes for the lambs but not for the wolves. And Christmas isn't Christmas if it comes for the wolves and not for the lambs. This is not some pretty picture of people holding hands and singing Kumbaya. Not when there are wolves in the picture. Not when there are lambs. The righteousness Isaiah spoke of can only come about as systems and structures are dismantled. As people learn different ways to be in the world. This is likely to be painful and difficult work. But we are an Advent people. 
a people who believe in and anticipate the coming of Christ as real in our lives and in our world. We are a people who invest our hearts and souls and the labor of our hands in things that are not yet true, like a vision of lions and lambs lying together. And by investing our hearts and our souls in this way, by staking our faith on the claim that these visions are true, in this way we collaborate with God in revealing glimmers of the truth already in our midst. Not yet realized, but already here. God breaks into our lives today. God's vision has not yet arrived. We know this. But perhaps the path charted by Nelson Mandela is just a bare glimpse of God's own vision. Perhaps a vision that embraces men's strength as entirely different from the power that comes from societal sexism it's just a bare glimpse of God's own hope for us. In this season of Advent, we are watching and waiting. And as we watch, perhaps we will catch glimpses of God's hopes just beginning to break into our own world. Perhaps we ourselves can find a part to play in working toward God's vision, which is for everyone, both wolf and lamb. In this season of waiting and hoping, this season of preparation and anticipation, this is our refrain. This year, let the day arrive when Christmas comes for everyone, everyone alive. Amen.